Last time on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we covered The Crown, Season 1, Episode 3. Queen Elizabeth's uncle, David, the Duke of Windsor, came to visit, and no one was happy to see him. Princess Margaret, she kept making out with Pete. Meanwhile, Prince Phil got a hankering to go flying. We'll pick up on that and all that and more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. On this day, I see clearly Back again, another week of this uh, telecommuting, I guess. Is that what you call it? Telerecording? Yeah, I'd say so. You know, remote uh, recording. Yeah, I had, people didn't complain, so that's a good thing. They didn't really say much of anything at all, so, you know, that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah, no, no <laughs> news is good news. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, there was one comment on our Instagram, though, last week uh, from Mummy to Flo and Birdie. I guess they're, they're the mother of... Birdie and uh, and Flo. Who's Flo? Who's Flo? I don't know. Either, either way, uh, I guess it's not tr- that's her children, not characters from Down Abbey. Um, they said John Lithgow is the best Churchill. He should have played him in the Darkest Hour. Oldman was rubbish. Now is this a, a person that take. followed us? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's I a, mean, that's a really strong. I, mean, I don't know we, enough we were, about Churchill to really say whether or not. I mean, I was out here spouting that it should have been. Uh, Brian Cox, who was playing Churchill, so, you know, who am I to say who should yeah, play Churchill? We, we should watch that one, then, <laughs> shouldn't we? I, I would hope not. <laughs> and that one is just Churchill, right? That's what it's called. It's called just Chur- it, Churchill. And is not that just a, her, is that supposed to just be good? Churchill. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be okay. It's if it's Churchill, supposed to be I mean, okay, I think we should. We've already seen Darkest Hour. We're I watching The Crown. Watch, we should do, watch I, Churchill to do just Big Bang Boom. And then after this, we're going to go through all John Lithgow's uh, <laughs> filmography. Yeah, Daddy's Home too. I already want. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm, I I just want to get through this with. Let's get through this Churchill first, and then see where we're at. Absolutely. Yeah, that's. I I agree. I'm not opposed to that. Because this, this is, is a, a this is a Churchill heavy episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before we get to the episode, Dave, is there anything else new on your end? Um, uh, I'm. I don't think so. Uh, we got a. Is somebody this episode dropping on Valentine's Day? Hopefully, if you're listening to it, it'll drop on. If you're, we're list, recording this late Thursday night. I'm going to try to edit it and get it thrown up as soon as possible. So, more than likely, unless you listen, love to our fans. Again. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, so it'll be either late Thursday night or Valentine's Day or after Valentine's yeah, Day. It's because we care. Yeah. So, you know, we just recorded like, to say we love you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just like a Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock. Oh, I was thinking Stevie Wonder. Okay, same thing. Well, uh, <laughs> one's better than you know, the other. That's up to you yeah, to decide. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, enough of all that. <laughs> what is there? Let's just get I, to the, there, I mean, we there, talked about the the show capping at season five already, right? Yeah. It's been an unve- okay. uneventful week. It is truly I mean, an uneventful week in the world of The Crown and Downton Abbey. Truly, yeah. Nothing new. So well, why don't we just get to this episode then? Yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> I like right out the gate. This yeah. kind of episode is far superior to me than the sort of meandering episodes. Oh, really? So this you was really like a singular episode. event that we could probably look up the Wikipedia huh. entry for. 
and see how it goes with it. I love this episode. Oh, okay. That's interesting. All right. I mean, it wasn't, also- it wasn't high drama and it didn't have all the characters, but it was like a, a retelling of something that actually happened that was pretty, it seemed like pretty difficult to dramatize. I mean, it was, it was dramatic, but it wasn't exaggerated or it didn't seem uh, exaggerated. Okay. I'll get to my, my bit of my reaction to the episode later, but uh, that's fair. That's, I respect that. Aside from the beginning of the episode where the guy like steals the weather report, that was pretty dramatic. Well, let's, let's just start off. Let's start from the top. Yeah, Phil is a, a fly boy. He, he, he's flying around up above the skies. And, and as he says, you know, as he quotes uh, Da Vinci, once you've you know, flown through the skies, all you can do is just keep looking upward. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Cool. Good, good for you, Phil. You're getting, you're getting out there, living life. You know, <laughs> don't know what else to say, really. You keep doing you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Whatever makes you feel less like a a stay at home husband. I highly you know? doubt it will become an issue further in the episode. No, if he just keeps flying, as they say, as ninety eight year old Phil keeps doing, he just keeps flying. Yeah, it's the only way he can feel free. So that means Peter's got to be like hundred and ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He'd be exactly. like up the end of up, just two old men. Just flying around in their balloon uh, houses, um, but the problem is he can't keep flying forever because there's pollution going on in London in 1952. It's the fog, baby. The fog. It's it, it's hit. It's uh, it's just like a horror movie, you know. It really thousands is. Thousands of people will die from this fog. I shouldn't laugh the, the, because this actually happened, and thousands of people did die. But um, in the, be- the beginning of the episode, again, I had no clue this was a historical event. Yeah, they're, they show like the weather service getting this alert, and they're like, "Oh, don't worry, Churchill won't see it, but we're just doing our part." And then the guy like essentially sabotages the whole thing. Yeah, it's almost like out of a freaking like James Bond film where this guy gets a notice and he goes into a bar and looks over his shoulder <laughs> to hope no one will notice as he pulls a large envelope out and keeps looking over his shoulder as he hands over. It's like, dude, everyone's going to notice <laughs> as you look over your shoulder and you hand this over. <laughs> but the, I think one of the stranger parts is that we have the cold open of the weather men mm-hmm. getting this report and yeah. then having the discussion that Churchill probably won't care. Right, because he really—he's not really been doing his job. He's not really paying attention to like the bigger picture. But then it cuts to this bucket of mail, and it's intercepted before Churchill is even given the opportunity to care. Right. So, and, and espionage. We didn't need uh, that first. All you need to do is show the envelope that says like National Weather Service and the guy stealing it, and it. I, we I also got like it. the idea that this guy is secretively handing over this note in the bar. And if someone were just to happen upon this thing and find out what was in this note, he'd just be like, oh, is that tomorrow's weather report? Whoa, what are you doing with that here? It's just a picture of a fog. <laughs> yeah. Or just the word fog. Really, what is in that note that is like so secretive no one can find out about the weather forecast? Like, I, w- I would love to find out like that history way back then was they hid the weather forecast from us, you know, because they need- people needed to buy tomorrow's newspaper. They-, they couldn't let that get out there, that information. Um. But yeah, they willfully apparently held this information from Churchill because they want to see him fall on his face. Indeed. Well, it seems like a lot of people want to see Churchill fall on his face this episode. I mean, even the fog. The fog wasn't the no, fall on his the, face. The fog is not a fan of Churchill. Of people. He doesn't want people walking around. Yeah. It's a real... A, a lot of fog. They don't... As, well, as I say, it's, it's a real pea super. Yeah. I was just going to... I almost quoted that, but I wasn't sure how far down the... Uh, down the I mean, docket we're gonna get 
I thought about that quote for a second, and I just thought about pea soup, and I was like, huh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can one see that. With the just fog. one of those days, you don't want to wake up, <laughs> right? Because the fog sucks. <laughs> I mean, whenever I see a foggy day outside, I think it looks kind of cool. I'm like, I'm game. Like, you know, I like. Well, now that day. you know that toxins get trapped in it, does that change your opinion? I mean, it depends on the fog. Yeah. Well, you live I, in New I, York City, so I guarantee you there's some toxins. I'm I'm inhaling that every day again in the subway, man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just come into work coughing. <laughs> I do like um, weirdly timely is the face masks. Oh my god! Where they're like, oh, uh, they don't do anything. It's like, wait a minute. So all this coronavirus stuff going on, all these face masks are are pointless. I well, at least in New York, I mean, there's like one confirmed case uh, of it, I think here, and. Well, let me tell you, Dave, as a New Yorker, and to all the listeners out there, it it seems a bit much. I, I went on the subway uh, on a Sunday just a week or two ago. There was three people in my train car with breathing masks on. And I, I see multiple people every day wearing them. And it's like, it's not hit us yet. It's not a thing here. You're not going to get it. And also, if you're not wearing those masks correctly, it creates the effect of a straw where you're just inhaling all the bad stuff. So it's actually maybe hmm. worse for you. So congratulations. Y'all played yourself. Yeah, you did. And and the doctors even say that in this, that it, the yeah. masks are for show. And, and the goggles, they do nothing. That That's essentially what they're saying here. Um, that was a Simpsons reference for a second, but no, the masks don't do anything. Um, so anyways, th- they referenced Denora, this other, other time where I guess there was a smog that landed on a town and several people died. And they, they made a direct analogy to that, that this is the same case where people probably die from inhaling this stuff or who knows from not being able to see and getting into accidents and everything. Yeah, so yeah, the 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 emissions of all the the coal burning just creates this fog of just toxins basically. Yeah. And, and you know what's kind of funny though is just it really feels like a James Bond movie where it's just like they're going to weaponize the smog. This is how we get Churchill the weather. Yeah, what if somebody lit a match on fire and all of London just blows? <laughs> I, I would watch that. I um I don't know how much I would delight our listeners, but I I <laughs> That sounds like a show. Yeah, London has uh, fallen. Well, that well, they do show people walking around with torches <laughs> because they have to see to get around. Yeah, in this well, episode. what is it? Three foot visibility, something like that. Yeah, so there are a lot of torches and smash cuts to the next scene. There's a lot of explosions in this episode too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, though, um, you know, we get a good uh, moment with, at least with the Queen, where they you know they cut away from this whole Churchill business to be like, I'm gonna go see Mama because apparently Mama is sick, and she's you like nothing. Say. Yeah, you don't say. Um, yeah, I guess she smokes cigarettes too. I, yeah, she, what a big revelation for episode four that she's also just chain smoking. I don't even know about chain smoking, but in she's got an ashtray full of cigarettes, and she tells the the maid to clean it out before her granddaughter gets, or you know, before the company comes. Yeah, yeah, she's she got that lung cancer well we don't know that she has the cancer she's just very old and still smoking well she has lung disease disease. i think they actually say that yeah um (laughs) and you know dave and i we actually secretly smoke cigarettes all the time we just don't tell each other (laughs) yeah just chain smoke somehow we don't smell like it at all or just just chain smoke all the time yeah um but she has an important moment there uh well there's a one good moment where she says where she explains to the helper that you know, when the helper says the queen series, she's like, which queen are you talking about? And it's almost like, a who's on first? Queen. How queen are you talking? <laughs> yeah. Are we talking the king of queens? Which king queen are we talking about? Um, she says that Queen Mary and the late son widow is now the queen mother. 
and mm. Queen Elizabeth is the queen. And then, so she's just Queen Mary, right? No, she herself is just queen, I think. <laughs> she's got her name. She's not like Freddie Mercury. She's not just queen. <laughs> I, yeah, but I don't think she, she's not the queen's mother, and she's not Queen Elizabeth. She's just queen, I thought. she's queen. I think, yeah, Maybe she's she, just Queen Mary. Sure, yeah. I did queen like that Grandma bit because that, that explained that to me. That was a nice little touch that I think I had been needing for some time. Yeah, good education there. She's just um, Queen Dementor. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, all that smog around her, Dementor-ish, wasn't her. It was actually this cigarette she was smoking underneath her. Uh, her yeah, maybe black she just should, maybe that was the king's body, just like exhaling after the grave, all the smoke from his lungs, turning her into a Dementor. Yeah, yeah, why not, uh, Grandma? Yeah. <laughs> um, but even beyond being a queen, she explains to Queen Elizabeth, you know, it's something from God. This is an answer to God and her duty, not the public. So, you know, she's just reminded her, you know, like, you are serving a higher authority here. And by proxy, you got a husband flying around like a little boy. <laughs> You're going to let him risk his life when he's got to do the God's work? Like, what are you, th- what you thinking? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's a that's an oncoming pressure there with the fly boy. But he still wants to fly. I mean, that's about his whole plot is that he just wants to fly. <laughs> I just want to dance, you know. Why don't they just do that? Just totally change history. Where Prince Phil was a dancer at one point. He's just, why not? I really, I really want to dance. It's like Phil, you may break your ankles out there. You can't do it. He's like, I just wanna. My wife won't let, let me. me. Let me fly. <laughs> yeah. He just, what if he's just telling people he wants to fly, but it is something else? Yeah, I just want to be a stewardess. I really just want to serve people food on a plane. Come on now. Let me. I'm a. I'm a duke. <laughs> I'm the duke. I like to dine. I like to serve people. Come on now. Let me hand out my crumpets on my flight. <laughs> um, anyways, back to the smog. You still can't fly. Because <laughs> this episode does the thing where it's like, day one, the smog. Day two. I really wasn't sure there. how many days the smog was going to last. A few. Two or three. It was <laughs> I think four it days. Or, uh, on like day four, it cleared. Yeah. Um, but they're kind of like, the sink will come back around. The smog will come back. And if you've been to London... Yeah, it gets foggy still. But not like that. But you that. breathe. But not like that. You can breathe. You can breathe. Because a sequence of events leads to change in the world. Dave, you want to take us through this? Sure. Uh, <laughs> where do we start? I mean, the sequence of events is that everyone, the same group of opposition, including the guy who stole the letter, mm-hmm. they want Churchill gone. And Churchill, essentially, I believe his quote is, fog is fog, it comes and it goes away. Churchill thinks we just got to give this time. Doesn't he, Is that when he throws his fists on the table to let people know about the weather? <laughs> so, whatever it is. He throws. He, a, he pounds his f- fists like Donkey Kong in this episode. Like I made a like a note. Like that's how Donkey Kong doesn't attack on a Nintendo game. And Churchill just does that in the room to quiet them down. Like down. Down B in Smash Brothers. Bang, bang, <laughs> yeah, bang. yeah. The, sm- the, f- the smog comes and goes. <laughs> okay. So, how dastardly can you be to really be like, let the smog kill people? We need Churchill out of here. But I Get those think, people out of office. Yeah, well, he, he keeps saying the cold, you got to keep the the country running. You can't turn the power off. Right. I'm just talking about the rest of the cabinet. Oh, how, yeah. How yeah. bad can you be to like let people die because of smog? Just to prove Churchill wrong and make him look like a bad leader. Yeah. So he's doing 
he's basically in denial about the fact that there's something to do to the to the point that they're all in this cabinet meeting trying to figure out something to do and, and he's like what do you mean there's nothing else to talk about the duke of edinburgh's flying a plane yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> haven't you seen no we haven't do uh, churchill we can't see up there man so the whole like he's still flying he's flying right <laughs> look now look at him right now <laughs> he's coming for us the anthony eden contingent is like dude this guy just in in the face of this he keeps talking about phil trying to fly flying phil yeah. yeah yeah and like we see you know the duke um the duke of windsor david he comes back to visit queen elizabeth to be like you know we keep talking about this weather and he keeps wanting to talk about your husband <laughs> And, and I don't, is like, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, keep his name out my mouth. Don't let him talk about Phil, Uncle Phil. Um, yeah, yeah. So the word's getting back around to her. So the the pressure it's closing in on him, man. By the way, when Phil was flying earlier this episode, did you think he was going to crash or something was going wrong? Go wrong because they're like, let's turn the engine off for a second. Let's check I this thing out. That part in Dunkirk where where Tom Hardy's flying the plane is in like all the trailers where it runs out of gas. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be this like terrifying moment of, of just silence, and yeah. then Peter's like, "Isn't it awesome?" <laughs> As they nosedive into the ground, uh, but they they didn't. I thought they're going to stall out. They like immediately as he gives the reins over to Phil, he just goes straight up, and it's like they're going to go into a stall like, yeah, like good immediately. Job. You're doing <laughs> like, what great. Are you doing great job, Phil. Um, anyways, though, Churchill can't deal with that stuff. He's got he's got smog to worry about, but. So enter the the most annoying subplot of this episode mm-hmm. with Churchill's assistant. Venetia Scott. So she uh, discreetly borrows Churchill's autobiography mm-hmm. and is seen in her apartment with her wheezing roommate reading about young Churchill and his, his exploits and his war, you know, power and all this, that, and the other. And this episode spends an awful lot of time on this character, and she did it. She's in episode one and two, also. That's true, but this it, it's sort of like a side character, side character. Yeah, give her like you feel like th- they're building her up for like, oh, she's going to be like a more important figure, I guess, to Churchill. Maybe mm-hmm. she reads so, this whole book, and then you know Churchill's having a down moment, and she gives him a speech of like, remember when you were like this, you know, free willed and doing things and stuff, and he's like, wow, you really think a lot of me, and she's like. I do as the camera zooms in on a young Churchill and then cuts to the next scene of her waking up from, I, I feel like it's implying she's dreaming about Churchill. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I got the suggestion. She's Jones and for the church, but she, but she says to him that he told her mm-hmm. to talk to younger men. Yeah. So she read a book that he wrote as a young man and Churchill's like, I don't think you quite get but that's what, what I mean. I'm that's why I think she she's oh. Jonesing for the hill because like maybe not maybe not him. She but met a, she met a man her age. Yeah, she, she, he, it just happens to be fifty something now. Yeah, you got to go back in time. <laughs> maybe. Now I would watch uh, that movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the romance in young Churchill? Yeah, why not? And, and through time travel. Sure. Okay. Um, I think she's got the hot for Churchill though. Yeah, I mean. The, the way they there's an admiration there there's an undeniable absolutely. admiration absolutely and maybe some kind of appreciation of his qualities that that she As wishes a young man that a, a, a man in 1952 would have yeah while looking at young photos of the man and being like hmm. 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 yeah so 
she keeps, we keep going back to her house where her roommate is just coughing and wheezing. Mm-hmm. And it gets to the point where her roommate is like, we got to go to the hospital. Not the roommate. Like, Venetia's like, we got to take you to the hospital. Yeah, that's what the room, but the roommate yeah. is the, why they got to go to the hospital. But there's like the, all this, the warnings, like, don't go out there. You could get in accidents. This could be bad for you because people are going to, you know, there's people zooming around and doing things. But they make it to the hospital. Yeah, she gets her friend there. She gets her friend to the hospital. And do we, is there any other plots that we should come back to this? Because I feel like this is where things really start moving. I don't think so. You know, I, what, like, uh, I don't even think there's anything with Pete or Prince Margaret this episode. It's no, just, no. Uh, all Margaret does is open blinds this episode. Right, right. A lot of opening of blinds. A lot of Downton Abbey <laughs> feels there. With a little, them, yeah, like, a little blind. It was also kind of like Wes Anderson or, or Edgar Wright, where it's like day three, blinds open, blinds open, blinds open. Yeah. Action, you know. Yeah, but, but so so the this whatever her name is, Venetia. I Venetia. thought she was just going to. I was thinking she's just going to stay at the hospital, stay there with her friend. Why is she going back outside? Well, she keeps saying, "How come there's nothing we can do?" And they say, "There's not enough money. There's not enough resources." Right. We're getting overworked, so she says, uh, "I'll." She she she's like, "I'll." I know who to talk to. How about the prime minister? And the yeah, doctor's like, "Huff." All right, whatever you say. And it's this real sort of like Rosie the Riveter go getter female moment as she like mm-hmm. bounds out and dut, 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 I'm gonna go save the day, and a bus <laughs> smashes into her. Yeah. And I was—I thought she just got clipped. I didn't think like. Oh yeah, I didn't think happened. it was it. I didn't think that was it. Like she, like Churchill, would find her and then be like, "Oh man, I'm, I was so concerned." No, she got it. <laughs> she got she got cold cocked. Yeah. So me, she's gone. She's dead. So she, so she's gone. You know, like Holland Oates said, she's gone. Yeah. But well, also, but Dave, did it occur to you? Like, okay, so there's cars speeding around and everything. There's there's fog and smog everywhere. You would hear that bus coming from a mile away. Like, buses are lo- loud and noisy. They have big engines. You're telling me she was just marching in such a huff, she did not hear a bus coming at her? Also, I feel like there would be, like, police outside of a hospital or safety cones to mark the sidewalk. Right. She she literally turned that corner. And, like, was this bus just driving on a sidewalk about to skid? And something? It was like the bus from speed at the way it was going, you know? Like, <laughs> we got to go 50 miles I mean, in, an hour. In reality, if you're, what would you say, the your line of sight is three feet, your visibility mm-hmm. and you're outside a hospital. Like that bus could have been going like 10 miles an hour and just knocked her out. Safety. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So before we, we come back to this, we, we have a real star Wars episode one moment. We do where they're asked to cast a vote of no confidence <sighs> in Winston Churchill. Uh huh. So, Everyone is primed and ready to, to, to take him down, including Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. We got the whole group of the, the Anthony Edens and the people that stole the letter and this, uh, this, this other candidate that might replace him. I didn't catch his name. The ball guy with the glasses. All, all these people. <laughs> uh, Churchill, too. Yeah. Or, you know, uh, Bob Balaban, but British. Yeah. Um, all these people are like, this is this is our moment to the point that the queen is going to call Churchill in and talk to him. So yeah. Churchill finds out somehow, somehow, despite the fact that he says most of his staff just no showed, he finds out that Venetia has been killed. 
mm-hmm. which which I just want to know the the train of thought where how did he find that out so quickly? How it was is he her next of kin? No, no, there's no relation. I think he, no, but you know what I'm saying. Like in a yeah. situation where somebody dies tragically in 1952 in London during this smog, Churchill's going to be like the 25th person to find out that she died. Yeah, I mean, there's no like. Yeah, yeah. I guess within the context, because it says day four, they, he he goes to do it, go find her. So he goes so. to the, he. I think he finds out she's passed away, mm-hmm. and he goes to the hospital, where yep. he looks at the clock and realizes that he can spin this in his favor. Well, no, he sees the conditions no, he, are so bad. Well, no. So, so it's kind of two things. So he he gets there, and the the guy comes to him and tell him like. Elizabeth wants to talk to you or whatever and he's like no tell her I'm at the I'm here and I'm going to stick around here because he wants to press because I think he kind of like oh yeah yeah quickly and he's, he's like he's a good I, I mean, he's a good politician yeah yeah he's showing face and showing that he cares and if he does actually earnestly care in the moment like you know he he wor- he's worried about the well of the you know well-being of London so yeah, he 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 makes a he makes a scene there of giving a speech. He writes this whole speech. Well, but before we conclude on this, our boy, uh, Bertie Palum's boss, Tommy LaSalle, has a really good moment with Elizabeth, where she's like, "I I I don't know what to do. This is something that you have advised my father in," and mm-hmm. he's like, "I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'll tell I'll give you my advice." And then it smash cuts to the idea of. She's listening to this guy. Right. If we had any doubt that this guy who who tried to get Peter fired Mm -hmm. for the stuff he knows, I think I think Tommy's gonna be a a wheeler and a dealer in these future of the show. Yeah, I can see that. So he he he's doing what he's doing and we go back to Churchill. Everyone loves him. Everything goes according to plan somehow. You can't get rid of the Mr. Popular, no. I'm shocked at how easy this is for Churchill. Yeah, he goes in there, and it's funny because like they play it up how Queen Elizabeth is about to tell him something, and then it cuts over to Churchill's narration, like, "Well, and then she told me, did I want to go to dinner with the King of Azurban, or you know?" <laughs> and his, the, he's laughing with his wife, and it's just like, "Oh, okay, so nothing bad happened to Churchill. He kept his job." And they say everything's a nothing nothing and and all ended well. (laughs) Philip can fly. Well, that well, that was the one thing is he said, you know, um, like Queen Elizabeth was able to catch him off guard a little bit. So he was able to kind of work in like, okay, Phil can keep flying because she got she got to got the best one to ask about uh, Phil flying. But he's like, well, he can't do barrel rolls or any any of those fancy flying without permission. Yeah, without permission. So, Phil gets to fly. The smog goes away. Four years later, they pass legislation to make everything okay. Yeah. Uh, to get rid of this, this, the Clean Air Act of 1956. And uh, 4,000 people died from this thing, as the episode lets us know at the end. They say upwards of maybe 12,000. Which is crazy. Over a f- few days? Yeah, well, I mean, look at the... like. The Venetia's roommate just gets it from being inside. Right. Toxins, yeah. man. <laughs> right. So if they didn't get them then, they got them later, the toxins, maybe. They lingered. Yeah. 
I mean, Dave, you said you you love this episode. So is is this the fa- your favorite episode yet? I don't know if it's my favorite episode overall, but I do like this style of episode. I was yeah. a fan of the way this moved, and I was a fan of the fact that it was one event. Yeah, I it, it's one of the higher rated episodes for the season on IMDb. It has like an eight point seven, but like honestly, I didn't like this episode. Wow. <laughs> okay, I see. I, I see. I really didn't like this episode. Uh, and a lot of it just comes from watching it and just being skeptical of what was going on. I was like, what are the odds that the government was like, oh, we got this weather information. We're going to keep this from everyone. Like, really? And they really, like, I get that they don't like Churchill, but they're actually going to do this. And this whole Venetia Scott person, it just seemed too, I don't know. I didn't, I really didn't like that subplot considering how you had three episodes to make her a more prominent character if you wanted this death to be impactful right and and dave what if i were to tell you but both of those things never happened is that true for 40 40 minutes of this episode are just complete fiction that's true yeah i feel i feel like i'm uh, that factor fiction or whatever (laughs) yes none of so venetia scott didn't exist she never existed so then how what what was fiction what was uh churchill's plan of action then that never happened either. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> None of this happened. None of the, the, so. This is what really just got me outraged. Um, is that yeah? There was never any scheming. The, the, the reports said that the scientists back then they had no way of knowing that this fog was actually going to be a problem that would linger for an extended period of time. They didn't know. They just saw that was a thing going on. They didn't plan to keep this information for Churchill because they had no information on this. And then there was no act to work against Churchill because he wasn't doing anything on this. It was just, it just kept going on. And then Churchill eventually just, you know, four years later, they they, they passed the Clean Air Act. Churchill had no hand in that. So the, the, Scott, the hospital no, thing is all fiction. That's entirely fiction. Wow, that changes the whole thing for me. The only things that happened in this episode were that Phil flew around, the, the fog and smog happened, and, and Grandma Mom might, is, is on her way out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. The rest of it, like, I, I get that they want to drama, dramatize this one important big event in London. This literally goes against everything I said about 20 minutes ago that you could look this up on a Wikipedia and read it as it happened. This is just false. Yeah. No, none of it happened. <laughs> wow. I, I, so this, which is, is, like, this is more like a Downton Abbey than this show will get because it's all absolutely. fake. Right, and th- I, for me, I feel like this show is like predicating. It's like you know, it's it's you know worth to you by saying like you're getting the history of what happened here behind the scenes and all that stuff. And I understand that you're going to dramatize a little bit of it, but don't fictionalize the entire like stretches of like story. And then like this Venetia Scott character have her around for multiple episodes just to kill her cruelly, and then she just also never existed. <laughs> like. Wow. Well, I was thinking, you know, like this reminded me of Darkest Hour where he has Downton alum. Mm-hmm. What uh, Cousin Rose is his assistant who he sort of is playfully grumpy to. I thought uh-huh. maybe this is just his trend in his political career that he had these young women that he was just like a curmudgeon but loved as like a, a granddaughter kind of thing. But yeah, did, I guess yeah. it's fake. You know, it's another thing, interesting thing uh, is that apparently during all this fog, there's a lot of looting and mayhem going on. Like people were like they make they make brief reference of the looting, but yeah, not enough. But, 
you don't see any of that going on though. <laughs> Which I mean, really, I guess you know, where are you going to see Buckingham the, Palace getting looted? No, but it brings home the danger that's out there beyond cars just clipping people at will because they've shown multiple cars just zooming around this episode, and it's like, all right, that's that's pretty wild for back then. But <laughs> I'd, I'd be a little bit more afraid of people just breaking into places uh, left and right. Um, Man, yeah. that changes everything. You still like this episode, Dave? You know, I'm, it, it changes my opinion on it, that's for sure. But what if I were to tell you, Dave, that Prince Phil does talk to animals and he did get that elephant to turn around in Africa? Then I would say, I, then I would believe it. <laughs> that was made up, too. That never happened. Really? Are you looking know, all did, this I, stuff up? I did not look up that and if Phil actually got that elephant to turn around. I just don't believe that happened either. Yeah, I mean, he's Nigel the only thing I believe so far. Yeah, the, he's a thornberry. The only thing I believe so far is that the king did die and that that that's about it. They got married also. And yeah, this, is, this changes my whole perception of this show. Yeah. By the way, where were the kids this episode? I feel like it, we never see Queen Elizabeth engaging with the kids. Like, we, we never see saw Phil Lady Mary engaging with the kids either. That's true. That's true. And also, uh, Venetia Scott, who died, she was in Downton Abbey movie as... Queen Mary, who I don't remember from the movie at all, but she was in it, apparently. Wait, Venetia, so she was, was she the one that Tom Branson talks to on the bench? No, 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 not that one. Oh, maybe I she wa- was that one. Maybe we got to watch this movie again. Yeah, we, I, I think we do. Anyways, by the way, uh, Pete says in, the, in this episode, he flew in the Battle of Britain and killed one or two as he kind of looks off in the distance while flying this plane. <laughs> and the plane uh, just careens. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have brought it up, uh, Phil. Um... All right, so was this a good episode? Depends if you like I mean, factor I, fiction. I guess I, I said it was my favorite so far, or not my favorite. You know, I like the style of it, but if it is more nonfiction than fiction, I'm questioning the the rationale behind even. It makes me question watching this show as a historical I feel like we document. Have, yeah, before every, every every episode now, we have to watch a, a clip from uh, Riker from Star Trek: Next Generation saying, <laughs> "Factor fiction beyond belief." Did any of this happen? Who Not knows? this time. <laughs> Next time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, it really does make me question the show. Like, is there a crown? Yeah, the, did Hans <laughs> I don't Zimmer know. really compose the theme song, or is it somebody else? Yeah. It, it, does the queen really serve God? I don't know. Yeah, we. you know, TBD, I guess. That's the big yeah. theme of this. Oh, but the one thing that is true, Phil does sleep in the nude. We did get that yes, hammered the, out. The well, hard facts. <laughs> that's that's the only thing they re- research for the show actually was prince phil's uh they're like look we got habits. doctor who women want to see his butt <laughs> how do we make we research that possible? it it's true <laughs> yeah all right now my, i feel like my power rankings are, are reflective of this fiction <laughs> <laughs> well you bought it in brother i did hey, we watched know? wwe who, who are we to talk uh, well, uh, to it's jump a, into the power rankings, my number three going down is Queen Mary, a.k.a. Grandma. Okay. She's on her she's on her way out. Mm-hmm. She's smoking. She's doing the thing that killed her son. Yeah. And granted, she she has a good episode. She has a good monologue, but I'm, I see the writing on the wall. She's got the lung disease. Uh, at number three, I got Prince Phil. He can't fly. And then he, he has to only do fun things there if he asks permission. What do you mean he can't fly? 
Well, because of smog. For four days, oh, he can't fly. Okay, around. for four days, he can't fly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And you see him talking to, to um, Elizabeth out, like, just bemoaning that he can't be up in the air. <laughs> you almost picture he's going to be playing with, like, toy planes at some point. He's, like, so obsessed. I mean, he's reading Da Vinci quotes about it, so it's not oh unheard God. of. As we all do when we can't do the things we love, we just turn to Da Vinci. Yeah, thank you, Leonardo Da Vinci. <laughs> Leonardo. So who do you got at number two? Venetia Scott, because she doesn't exist, but she's dead. <laughs> okay, easy. I have Churchill's opposition. The entirety of the people that were trying to throw him, mm-hmm. you know, and I guess that could include Anthony Eden. That could include this guy who steals the letter. This could even include the queen. Sure. It is a blanket Churchill's opposition because congratulations, they get played by this fictional event, just like we and did. I get, and I get the writer is what they're trying to do there. They're really trying to amplify how there is tension with that they don't like Churchill and they want him out of the office. I get it. Just find more realistic ways and like you know tell us what really happened. Yeah. Or don't don't make it a ten episode season. Why do all these have to be ten episodes? <laughs> exactly. It 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 yep. is long. It feels long. <laughs> right. Um. Number one, I got grandma because she really is dying from that lung disease. And then we also find out that she smokes cigarettes. And it's like, You're don't you know better? Yourself. Yeah. You played. It. Come on. You, you know better. You know better, grandma. You seen what happened to your son? Well. This is a real trolley problem situation because you put one dying person. I think the real loser of this episode is the alleged 12,000 people that died from the smog. Well, I did have London uh, as my down one, but I was like, do I want to put London in there? Because I already put on my power rankings before, but yeah. It doesn't get much worse than what's going on. This is a pretty down episode overall. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, dramatic, but... On that note, who do you got on? Who's number three on your ups? I got Churchill. Okay. He has he has a moment to flex and remi- remind himself of who he was as a young man. Get some imaginary girl to dream about him. <laughs> what if she was in his head the entire time and he just wound up at the hospital and he's just telling the speech? <laughs> that he, that just explains like he it all. somehow winds up there. He he never even wrote a book. <laughs> yeah. He, he he doesn't even have his cane. He's like, I can walk again. What? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I got. The, I got. I had to bring him up. I know he was only in one scene, but like I said, this is not a very up episode. Tommy LaSalle's. I think. I think sure. things are coming his way. I think that, that advisor to the Queen is going to be a big deal. Well, well, by that same token, I had Uncle Dicky up there because he takes the same he, amount of time. So he's to your talk number two. Yeah. Okay. I, yes, yeah, he, I agree. Is same. he Uncle? He's not Uncle Dicky though. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Uncle Dicky. He's Uncle Dicky. Yeah, D- Duke of Windsor. My number two. It's only four days. But on the fifth day, he's got permission to fly. It's Phil. <laughs> That's just because he's flying upwards, man. That doesn't mean he goes up in the power race. Yeah, I mean, well, the episode, he, he literally opens the, the curtain and sees fog, and he says, piss. Piss? <laughs> yeah. wait, wait, did he say that? Yeah, he does. <laughs> wait, so then the has episode that ever ends been with your reaction looking... to anything, Dave? Just piss. Yeah, <laughs> wait. It has. If I, I open can, up I the windows, if it's foggy. You can you can bleep this out, but if you say you know, I don't know. Let me just say Dookie. You know, ah, oh, Dookie. You know, if you see, but piss like I. What are we from the South? Don't gonna piss, man. Come on, he's Greek. No. I guess yeah, maybe it's the thing of the Greek. That's a, that's well, he, the words he, that he's they number use. two. Phil, you know, he's all he needs permission to do is barrel rolls. <laughs> Aside from that, he can do whatever that's he a, wants in this guy. This guy is is his. Sure, the, the, it's his oyster up there. Um, number one, I got the smog. 
It, okay, it, it John Carpenter's the, the fog. <laughs> yeah, John Carpenter's the fog. It came in there, it did its business, and got out of there. It, it took his lives. You know, what would be crazy is if they actually just inserted Dementors in the, the smog, just pulling people's souls. That's what it was the whole time. I wish we had like a, a big enough following to get like fan art and stuff like that, because that would be this. Granted, it is a historical event that did really kill, <laughs> kill potentially people, twelve thousand yeah. people, but yeah. that would be pretty funny to see Dementors in the fog sucking out Some their dark, souls. Dark, dark humor. Yeah. Or it was the night bus that hits f- fictional Venetia Scott. Yeah. Would it be dark humor such as smoggy, foggy humor? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, oh, oh. <laughs> my number one is Churchill. Cool. <laughs> he, they they vote for it. They want to vote for no confidence. Right. And and they everyone's lining up against him, and he is so stubborn. This is like the Downton episode where Barrow uh, steals ISIS. Mm-hmm. Where you say nothing is going to go right for this guy. He is screwing himself over and he's making these decisions. And then he just falls upward <laughs> into a position of just everyone loves it. Everyone's so annoyed at how Churchill handles this in the newspaper. Yeah. And one thing, I was looking at the newspaper thinking they were using real historical newspapers. Now knowing this thing is fake, I don't have any... There's no like history buff aspect of it that's worth looking into anymore. Well, if you look at it, they were actually reading the Daily Bugle. From Spider Man, that would be <laughs> get me that Churchill now. <laughs> yeah, you just see start seeing fictional characters pop up in it, <laughs> like Marty McFly just happens to pass through that one week yeah. and it's like, you look like a fading Doc Brown in the same photo. And then you know Harry from Harry and the Henderson shows up, and it's like, wait a second. Yeah, just all the time. Tra- Bill and Ted show up. There's a Time Turner. Hermione can show up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? It's just. You know, all the all bets are off at this point. Where it's like they could go any direction with the reality of things here. Why I I I worry about that. Yeah, I'm just going. Yeah, just keep because like the Sally. Or was it the Tally? What was who's your number two? Tommy LaSalle. That's my number three. <laughs> Tommy LaSalle. I don't know why I'm saying Sally. Sally Jesse Raphael. Um, is he real or is he just like some composite of like? Was Peter real? I mean, yes, all these things we need to know. No, Peter is definitely real. Well, Peter, that, that was Peter. I mean, yes. yeah. I don't know if he, he was a flyboy with Phil, but he was he was definitely real. Um, but yeah, like because I can see how the assistant to Churchill was a composite of other ones. The death thing, I don't know if that ever happened, but yeah, I, it didn't. We you you said no, that it, it didn't. It, it it did not. I mean, maybe she there was he had a helper that died at some point, and maybe because it was the smog fog, but I don't know. Who knows? Is Elizabeth real? Who knows? Is I guess smog here's real? my here's my <laughs> question or here's my my request. If you are a listener who is English or or you know of that area, how does this make you feel knowing that they dramatize this so much? Because yeah. as an American who has been abundantly clear that I have no dog in this fight historically, I have no clue about much of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do my research until maybe at all. If, if I do, it'll be after I watch the show. Yeah, I want to know what people think about this sort of ch- changing of because This isn't Quentin Tarantino. This isn't having fun with, uh, with killing Hitler. This is mm-hmm. outright lies that are got you know painted to be true right so yeah. that's my question please you know tweet us with that response yeah well i think that about wraps this episode up is there any other i know we've been throwing random recommendations out to the 
to our fans. Anything mm-hmm. anything on the radar for you? In terms of new stuff to watch on Netflix or anything? Or does it have to be Netflix? No, not necessarily, I don't think. No, I got nothing still. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been watching uh, McMillions on HBO. Oh, how's that? The documentary about the rigged uh, Monopoly game. That is very mm-hmm. easy to watch. I think if you like like documentaries about dumb people doing yeah. doing stuff when the FBI is involved, it's fun. It's that, fun. That's good. That's that's well, my recommend. And uh, this season of Curb Your Enthusiasm is good. Those are my recommendations. So okay. Well, I caught up in some Oscar films. I caught Little Women. Okay. And how, how was it? It was good. I liked it a lot. I never read the book. Uh, I never have watched any interpretation of it. And I know it kind of resonates with some of our British folk because I know BBC just did a version of it a couple years ago. Uh, but uh, all uh, non-American actors playing little American girls. You know, you got Florence Pugh. She's she's English, I'm pretty sure. And then you got Saoirse Ronan, who's Irish. And then you got Laura Dern's Emma Watson. American. Yeah, she is. Emma Watson, though, British. And then uh, the fourth one, she Kiwi, maybe? I don't know. But they're not They're not from <laughs> not from America. Oh, I highly okay. recommend it, though, if you, well, if you I, like I, that I book. Saw, I saw Jojo Rabbit last week, too. That was pretty good. Catching up on – I knew it was that, – well, That one I'm I, not interested in. I, I, Again, playing I, with history. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to win any Oscars. I just liked Taika Waititi, and I wanted to go see it, and I didn't have anything going on. And then it won the Oscar for Adapted Screenplay. Which I don't. I mean, I didn't see Jojo Rabbit, but people were like were really acclaiming Little Women for like transforming the novel. Where I guess Jojo Rabbit inserts Hitler as a play dude who wasn't even in the novel too. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Well, either I mean, it was. I would say if you're a fan, it, it it's it's a good movie. Wasn't didn't break my brain like Parasite. Yeah. Or yeah. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey still snubbed Justice for Downton Abbey. Yeah. All we right. Need, we need that on that justice. note. Yeah. Follow us on the Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook. Hit us up on the Gmail. Leave yeah. a review, five stars on, on uh, iTunes Apple, if you feel Apple podcast, any, any of your podcatchers that have reviews. We, we got get a review on Facebook like this week. We got so a review we want on more of those. Yeah, somebody said that we were great at what we do, and that, that means oh, a lot. Awesome. I we forget get the person's acquired. name. The individual who posted it has Brendan Coyle as their profile picture. So Great. You know, our they're, kind of person, right? Yeah, we just want to get acquired like the Ringer. We want that fifty million dollars. I'll take I'll take fifty thousand dollars. I'll take five thousand dollars. Just the rights to you, Dave, altogether. Just just for my entire life, I have to be on the Ringer once a week for an hour, or on Spotify right. once a week for an hour. Yep. I mean, stranger things have happened. Ain't that truth? All right. All so right. Maybe this uh, the fog has passed, and we're on to the next episode. Of the crown next week searching for the truth yeah yeah <laughs> all right the truth is out there <laughs> yep until we meet true again believers. Yeah, true believers true believers